Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. For the last maybe five weeks or so, we've been talking about the anointing. And when you begin to talk about almost every subject we touch from the scriptures has a depth to it that cannot be fully exhausted in reality. And this week, I say this week, but it is really this last month, we've been talking about the anointing. And you know, we've talked about various aspects of the anointing, the anointing within the anointing upon. What happens when you receive an anointing? And then we are also trying to convince you that you have an anointing according to the scriptures. That according to the scriptures, you have an anointing. For it has been written concerning you and I wish you will believe it. I believe you will believe it. That it has been written concerning you. That you have an anointing, an unction from on high. And that anointing teaches you all things. Glory be to his name. Someone put a hand on your head and declare I am anointed. And so today, I felt it impressed on my heart to talk to you about the purpose of the anointing. The purpose of the anointing. Because you see, when we talk about the anointing, we are talking about the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. When you say that I have an anointing, you are saying that I have with me an empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. It means the Holy Spirit is with me and the Holy Spirit is empowering me. Oh yes. I, you see, even as I am speaking to you right now, I am being lifted by an anointing. I am being carried by an empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. And I am saying to you because sometimes the anointing doesn't feel like it is there. But you see, the anointing is not what you feel. What you feel is the effect of the presence of the anointing. The anointing is there. Let us read Isaiah chapter 10. Isaiah chapter 10. And we'll start from verses 20. This book of Isaiah was written um, during a time where the kingdom of Assyria, someone say Assyria, Assyria was, had become our world dominant power. 
By the time Isaiah is writing, the kingdom that David had left as one, the kingdom that Solomon had ruled as one, had divided into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. And the kingdom of Israel had ten tribes that rebelled against the God who got them out of Egypt. And because of that... By the time Isaiah is prophesying, God has raised up a group of men, a, group, a nation called the Assyria. And, and in fact, he describes Assyria as the tool, as a weapon in the Lord's hand. And the Assyrians were brutal. They went about and they were conquering and killing and, and destroying all kingdoms around them. And so they got to, they got to Israel. They got to, to, to Israel. They dismantled Israel. They, they killed the women, they killed the men, they killed the children, they took the cattle, they took all their, uh, their idols, they, they, they destroyed it, all of it. And then they camped next to Judah. And they told the people of Judah, do not even dare to think about fighting us. I want you, the king of Assyria sent a regiment and then they stood at the walls and began to proclaim to the people of, of, of Judah and told them, can you look around? Have you seen any God anywhere that has been able to resist Assyrians? Oh no. They had the evidence of victory. They, they, they had the evidence of heads of kings, kings' heads that they were carrying along them with the, did the king of Edom resist us? Did the king of Egypt resist us? Did the king of, the, of this kingdom resist us? And, and true, no king had been able to resist the Assyrians. And so as we come to the book of Isaiah chapter 10, that is the situation around. And verses 20, the word of the Lord comes to Isaiah. And this word is concerning not Judah, but it is concerning Israel. A kingdom that seemed to have been dismantled by a mighty enemy. Are we together? And it says it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such as have escaped of the house of Judah will never again depend on him who defeated them. Oh, ay, 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 ay. Do, do you see this? God is saying that there's a time that is coming to the children of Israel and to the house of Jacob where they will never again depend on him who defeated them, but they will depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. In truth, the Sapata Shede Brosedega, Remando Kopata. He says, the remnant will return and the remnant of Israel, they will return to the mighty God. My God is mighty. I said, my God is mighty. He says, for though your people, O Israel, 
be as the sand of the sea, a remnant of them will return. The destruction decreed shall overflow with righteousness. The destruction that had been decreed will instead turn out and become righteousness. For the Lord of hosts will make a determined end in the midst of the land. Glory be to his name. Therefore thus says the Lord God of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, do not be afraid of Assyria. O my people who dwell in Zion, look at that, O my people who dwell in Zion, do not be afraid of Assyria. Now, now, the moment he mentioned the word Zion, the moment he mentioned the word Zion, he brought you in. He brought you in. He brought you in. He, 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 let, let me show you, let me show you a very powerful scripture in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 22. Hebrews, this is the, the, the New Testament. This is who we are. He says, but you have come to the Mount Zion. But you have come. Uh -uh, let's read it together. Two, three, go. Uh-huh. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Keep going, verses 23. Uh-huh. To the general assembly and... This is describing Zion. He is saying Zion is the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. I am registered. My name is registered in heaven. <laughs> this is Zion. This is Zion. So when Isaiah prophesies and says in verses 24 chapter 10, therefore say, that says the Lord God of hosts, all my people who dwell where? Who dwell where? Who dwell where? He is talking about? And this is God's message to me. And the message starts by saying, don't be afraid of your enemies. Do not be afraid of the things that conquered others. Do not be afraid of those which threatened the rest. Ah, who am I speaking to? Do, do not be afraid of what the others feared. It may have consumed them, but you are Zion. I said 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 you are Zion. I can't hear you, you are Zion. I said you are Zion. What defeated others cannot. Why? I am Zion. I am Zion. Oh yes. And so he says, he shall strike you with a rod and lift up his strife stuff against you in the manner of Egypt. For yet a very little while and the indignation will cease as will my anger in their destruction. 
and the Lord of hosts will stir up a scratch for him like the slaughter of the Midian at the rock of Oreb as his road was at the sea. So he will lift it up in the manner of Egypt, verses 27, and it shall come to pass that in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and the yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing the anointing God is saying, listen, you've had enemies. You've had things that seemed like they are going to defeat you. you. You've had things that some of them were even your own faults and they seem like they were going to consume you. <laughs> oh yes, but your enemy will rise and think it would be like the last time as it was with Egypt. Your enemy will rise and think it will be like the other time when you were conquered. But this time, his yoke, his yoke shall be destroyed. Why? Because of the anointing that this time I am going to put an empowering presence of my spirit. I am going to put an empowering presence. Someone say empowering presence. I am going to put an empowering presence upon you so that when your enemy comes, <laughs> he will find you so anointed that even if he wants to put a yoke of destruction upon your life, yet the yoke shall be broken by someone shout and testify, I am anointed. Now what is the purpose of the anointing? The purpose of the anointing is for serving the kingdom and for accomplishing kingdom purposes. God anoints men and women so that they will serve in the kingdom and accomplish kingdom purposes. Every time you see in the Old Testament, there were three kinds of people that were anointed. The priests, the kings, and the prophets. Do you see? Why? Because they were to serve God on behalf of the people. In the New Testament, Jesus comes in Luke chapter 4. And in verses 16... To 21, the Bible says, uh, after his temptations, Jesus Christ came out of the wilderness. And the Bible says, so he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And it was handed, and he was handed the book of Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Okay? So, 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Again, remember, the anointing is the empowering presence of God's Spirit upon and within a man. But it comes for a purpose. And look what Jesus is saying. It has come upon me so that to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. You see, some people don't know. But to be wise is not the same as to be anointed. You can be wise and not be anointed. Some people don't know. Please pay attention. Some people don't know that to be skilled is not the same as to be anointed. You can be skilled but not be anointed. I remember one time when we were in Gaba, I was playing the keys, the keyboard, and... Uh, the gentleman I learned the keyboard from was very, very skilled. One time we had just finished service. He came to me and said, Alex, you can't believe what this woman said to me. I said, what did she say? A woman had come to this guy and told him, you know, Josh, remember those days, even us, we could tell that you don't know how to play. But every time you would play, I would feel very blessed. But these days, I can see that you know how to play. But ah, your playing doesn't have an anointing on it. Now, that woman was a mchiga, so she's able to tell you. Most people are just polite. They don't tell you that. Ron, you are just playing by skill. They don't tell you. But people know. When you are serving under an anointing, or when you're serving under a skill. You can be very skilled, but not anointed. You can be a skilled preacher, but not anointed. You can be a skilled usher, oh yes, but not anointed. You, you can be a skilled what? Put, put whatever you do. You put whatever you do. You can be skilled at what you do, but not anointed. Oh yes, you can be wise and skilled and pretend and you can get good results but not anointed results. You can be a skilled wise teacher but not anointed. And then the other people that are deceived about the anointing is the gifted. Oh yes, you can be wise, skilled, and gifted, but not anointed. Do you know that Jesus was a skilled, gifted carpenter? Oh, yes. And the Bible says he grew up in wisdom, but he wasn't ready to start ministry until <laughs> the anointing came upon him by the Spirit. And when the anointing came upon him, you know what? When the Spirit came upon him, do you know what Jesus did? He went in the desert and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. That is when he comes out and begins to say these words. Hey, now 
I am anointed. And he ends it by saying, today, today, not when John the Baptist baptized me and the heavens opened and, and the Holy Spirit came upon me like a dove. No, not then. Today, this scripture is fulfilled. So it tells you, you can be a wise person, you can be a skilled person, you can be a gifted person, but not anointed. The way you tell that you are anointed is when your wisdom, your gift, and your skills are serving the kingdom. And they are serving the kingdom powerfully in preaching the gospel, in setting the captives free, in opening the blind, the eyes of the blind, in, in declaring the year of liberty, to, in fulfilling kingdom and accomplishing kingdom purposes. Do you understand what we are talking about? And so, as I come to an end, I want to give you four things that will help you manifest the anointing. Because the manifestation of the anointing, hello, they, they, you know you can have an anointing but not manifest the anointing. You can have the anointing. And that's why a lot of us uh, you, when you gave your life to Jesus, you received an unction. But that unction does not manifest. In fact, even you be there and you think, but am I anointed or not? I... And then some people, uh, every now and then the anointing shows up and even you, you are surprised. They're like, you, you even tell me, I don't even know what happened today. But God, God showed up. I don't know whether it was the song I sang. Or the guy who was playing. Or I think I fasted 10 times. You don't know. You are just guessing. So I want to give you four things that will help you to manifest the anointing that is in you. Someone say, I am anointed. And I am for signs and wonders. And I am to manifest the anointing. So, one of the things we see. Um, uh, in fact, the overarching principle. The overall principle. In manifesting the anointing. Really, and really this is in manifesting all the spiritual blessings that God has given to us. But this time concerning the anointing, you have to live in constant awareness and consciousness of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit upon you. It's that simple. If, you, if the anointing is going to manifest... You must live in 
unknowing, like you must carry a conscious awareness, a constant conscious awareness of the power and presence of the Spirit of God in you and upon you. If you are going to manifest the anointing, you must live in an awareness and a consciousness that you are anointed. Oh yes. Constantly. One of the reasons you don't manifest the anointing is because you don't feel like you have an anointing. But the anointing is there and you must have the awareness. Now, that awareness and consciousness every now and then becomes heightened. You, do you understand? Like, it becomes heightened. All of a sudden, you, you, you are very, very aware. But I'm going to give you four things that are going to help you to live in that place of constant awareness. And any man that lives there then, you will see that you just begin to manifest this thing. Number one, if you are going to fully to be in that constant awareness, you must stir it up. You must, that awareness must be stirred up by prayer. And sometimes fasting. That's why many of you, you know, when you fast, you, you feel different. Because you, you, you begin to see possibilities. You begin to see that. Uh, and that's why we tell you pray every day. Pray, 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 pray. And me, I tell my people, don't pray short prayers. Pray long prayers. Pray for a long time. And then some people feel like, ah, me, I can't. I can't. But yet... You can sit and watch Pal Magic for a whole hour. You are just, the devil is just lying to you that you can't. If you can't, just sit there. Just say, Lord, I prayed, words got out, now I'm just here. If the hour is not over, I am not leaving. I am praying. I don't have words to pray. I don't know what to pray. I am praying. I am here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Take the hour. Take the two hours. Take the three hours. And you are like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have words. I, I spoke the words in the first 15 minutes. Lord, now me, I'm here. You do what you want with me. But me, I know I am praying. Hey, am I helping somebody? Because we are anointed and we must manifest the anointing. I'm telling you, you've got to be dangerous to the devil. I, 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 you, you can't give the devil a rest. If he doesn't give you a rest, why would you give him a rest? Huh? Don't give him a rest. Just also just say, I'm here. I'm here. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have many words. I'm not like Pastor Alex who can, I, me, I, Lord, me, I'm just here. I'm just here. And I determined I'm going to spend an hour with you. So, and I prayed 10 minutes. My words got over. Maybe you have more. You give me more. 
Or you say something, and prayer, we are exchanging. You say, and just be there. Don't get out. Maybe put on some kind of music. Worship, not the other one. Worship. Put some worship there. And yes, if you don't have any worship, put on our service. This, to Sinze is one of the best worship teams in the world right now. Glory be to God. Yeah, just put on our praise and worship and just be there. Say, Lord, I'm here. Are we together? So stir it up, stir it up. Stir the anointing up by prayer and long times of prayer. Glory be to God. Number two, um, I have scriptures there, but I'm not going to give you the scriptures. Uh, again, read Luke chapter 3 and 4, where Jesus is and, uh, receives the spirit, but then goes and spends 40 days and 40 nights praying. Now, also, the anointing can be stirred up by being in anointed atmospheres. Or being in atmospheres of the anointing. It can stir it up. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, you should go and read 1 Samuel chapter 10. But what you will find is there is this man called Saul who was going to be king. He met a company of prophets, a company. And when he joined in the company, they were prophesying. And you know what? When he joined in the company of the prophet's company, just be around those who were prophesying, all of a sudden he also began prophesying. And, and people began to say, is Saul also a prophet? We don't understand because he's being like a prophet because he was just hanging within the company of the anointing. Glory be to God. This is why Constantly listening to anointed preaching is very helpful. Instead of you are you are listening to what programs you guys listen to? To Kadoli Doli what? Agatali Kumfufu. Like you are just put on anointed messages. Are you listening to me? Because then you are keeping company. That, that's why, like if you have time, when some of us, now some of you were with us in Nigeria on the other Tuesday. Did you see something? Do you get it? That's why some of you, when you hear we are moving, we are going somewhere, we are preaching somewhere, we are ministering somewhere. Just be in the company. Just be in the company. Be there. You will begin to see that good company gives you good character and bad company corrupts good character. The anointing gets stirred up. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Number three, stir up the anointing the anointing can be also stirred up 
by being in circumstances that require the manifestation of the anointing. There is nothing that usually stirs up the anointing than when you are in a problem, a situation that actually really requires that anointing. I'm telling you, have you ever been sick? Yeah? And you called so-and-so, they didn't pick. You tried so and and then you just began, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Healing Lord, healing Lord, healing Lord. And all of a sudden you are like, I am actually healed. You just didn't know that the thing was in you. You were just calling on others. But in reality, you, the problem started up. You know, one of the scriptures you should read is Judges chapter 16. Because there you will find Samson. And one day, Samson went out and was with Delilah in a city. And the Philistines surrounded the city. Hey! When he woke up in the morning, they had locked the gate, did everything. You know what he did? He just came up and picked the gates. <laughs> the anointing came out. And some of you think that Samson was a big master. No, 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 no. He, he just, he would look like normal. But when the anointing comes upon him, glory be to God. So then they told Delilah, you find out how. And then they tied him. They tied him. They tied him. When the Philistines came, Delilah said, the Philistines are upon you. He woke up and beat all of them. Because sometimes you need, in fact, some of you have been going through hard situations because it is God's glorious, gracious way of helping you star the anointing that is in you. Let me throw a situation that will help them realize they are bigger than the situation. That the Assyria who has come against them and has put a yoke upon them cannot defeat them because the yoke shall be broken by reason of the anointing. Do you understand? So stir up. That's why me, I no longer wait for trouble. I look for it. I try to do hard things. Because I don't know which one may turn out I'm more anointed for it than it thought. So I try to do tough things. Because the anointing must come out. Hallelujah. You, you try to pray for for very terminally sick people. And see. Just try. And for me usually when I see a person who gets very, very sick. Like they are sickly, sickly, sickly. Me, I think it's a healing anointing. Many times when you are the one getting sick, sick, sick. Or like your children are getting sick, sick. You are, people around you are getting sick, sick. Usually it's because you are carrying a healing anointing. And you just need to start exercising. Exercising. Exercise. Pray. Lay hands. Pray for them. Uh, and if you are the one getting sick, then you find people who have the same sickness and begin praying for them. Begin praying over them. 
Begin laying hands on them. You will see. At a certain point, you will just realize that your sickness left and you didn't even know where it left, but just to stir up the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And number four, how to stir up the anointing and make it manifest is that the anointing increases in manifestation the more you exercise it. 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 That's why many times you will see that the more we lay hands on people, the more the anointing. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.